This is Upload Media. And you're listening to us. Hooray. Hooray. It's your favorite podcast with your favorite hosts, Sarah and Caleb. Hey, that's me. Hey, me too. <laughs> I can't wait till we get cameras so everyone can watch Caleb do his little dance. Can bask in all of this glory. I loved the hands up experience. <laughs> I felt like we were at a rave. Yeah, I'm trying to like take up more space in my life. Yeah? You know what I mean? Trying to, trying to feel a little bit more... Lucy goosey you know you like that little word set lately i do it's like i want to feel loosey goosey i want to feel not so um i don't know like rigid rigid Rig- uh. rigidity is what i'm trying to get out of my life and i'm trying Yuck. to like invite more loose mm. we love a good loose man yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> take that as you will um, Sarah, darling, how art thou? I'm wonderful. Yeah? It's Thursday. Is it? Yes, which okay. is my Friday. Oh, yeah. And um, my birthday's on Saturday. It's your birthday. Mm-hmm. And you can cry if you want to. And I will. Oh. As you know, I'm a crier. I know. Cry about everything. emotions. They're flowing <laughs> like a river through me. Yes. Yes. So that's fun. Um, I love birthdays. Birthdays for me are like... New Year's, and you know how I am with resolutions. I do. I know. love a good resolution. You so are so resolved. I so resolved, <laughs> as I'm sure everyone can tell. I like really turn inward, and I think it's also like fall equinox, my own personal equinox. Yeah. I just start turning in a significant time. Yeah. And the solar um turning situation (laughs) yeah the solar turning situation exactly (laughs) and i also follow the solar turns of the greater situation (laughs) and start to turn inward as well so i get really reflective and intentional and thoughtful and emo Mm. more so than normal and uh that's what i'm doing right now in life just reflecting and uh, being present. Yeah, you're coming to the end of your 30th revolution around the global situation, yeah. around the solar situation. Just my 29th. Because right. we're going to be entering our 30th. Right. For, you know, the third time now. <laughs> <laughs> but what is age? You are as young as you feel. What is time? What is time? It's, it's a figment. Yeah. That's about it for me. That's great. Let me ask you a question because we're reading this book for our Bad Bitches Be Reading book. What has been bringing you pleasure recently? What is your relationship to pleasure in the past week? Mm-hmm. Um, What have I been doing in the past week? I might have talked about this because I find that I say the same things over and over sure Um, you're in a season of repetition (laughs) (laughs) um baking i have been getting so much joy from baking i have been baking sugar cookies um like once a week and making like a quadruple batch for no reason besides the fact that i feel like we need all these cookies at my house yeah and then i've been eating them Mm. All by myself. I do love that for you. Mm-hmm. I You're don't. like enjoying the fruits of your endeavors. I am. But, you know, the downside to eating like pounds of sugar <laughs> every week is that uh, I don't actually feel like great. Yeah. I mean, my soul feels good, but like my physical body feels right. slow. Yeah. And sugared. Uh-huh. But it's just so good that I'm like, YOLO. I just had a throwback to Scott Pilgrim versus the world where Scott what is, is that? confronted. It's a movie. Oh, okay. And it's one of my top five favorite movies, actually. Okay. Um, and at one point the main character Scott is on a date with this girl named Ramona Flowers. And he says that he could eat bread all the time. Mm-hmm. And Ramona's like, Yeah, but bread, you know, that then you'd be fat. <laughs> 
and he like has this realization. <laughs> He's like, bread makes you fat. <laughs> and it's just a glorious part. So yeah. that, that line came to me specifically. Mm. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of pasta too. But I'm also mm. like, even though I'm unhealthier than I have been at times, I'm also healthier Ugh. than I have been at times because I'm not smoking. Yeah. So I try and just let myself have that shit and mm. we'll cross that bridge sometime soon because health is wealth and I'm not being very healthy. But that's been bringing me a lot of pleasure. I love that. Yeah. What about you, boo? What's um, been up? Uh, oh, God. I am so stressed about October. It's like the worst month. You've got a lot of shit coming I up. I know. And it's actually not the worst month. It's just chaotic. Mm-hmm. There's just like it's throwing me out of my like comfort zone which is my routine, which is my established day-to-day activities. Mm -hmm. And now my whole, like even this week is like thrown off because my work schedule is off and it's like this big deal to me and I feel very rigid. So I'm trying to be loosey-goosey. Do you want to tell us about what you've got coming up this month? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. So halfway through this month, I'm going to be going to Salt Lake City to be um, going to a Y12SR training. What is that? (laughs) All those letters and numbers. Y stands for yoga and then 12 SRs, 12 step recovery. So it's the yoga of 12 step recovery. Um, There's this lady, (coughs) Nikki Myers, uh, who came up with this program. And uh, I actually put out a call um, on Facebook and Instagram to have, you know, set up a little GoFundMe and people funded the class for me and the travel costs. So I'm like super pumped and very humbled and very honored to go. But um, I get to travel, so that's exciting. Um, it's also stressful to like take off works. And one of my restaurants, one of the restaurants that I work at, is closing, and so I'm like, "Ooh, jobs! I don't know." And so it's just everything feels chaotic. But I'm there's like exciting things too. So mm-hmm. yeah. What else are you doing this month? Um, I don't know. How about your Europe trip? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 just that big vacation <laughs> yeah my best friend other best friend is yeah uh-huh. <laughs> is graduating from a seminary in england and we're like going and she's like gonna walk and it's gonna be so fabulous and then we're gonna go trapes in france yeah yeah i'm gonna just like walk the streets of paris for the first time and it's like a long time coming i'm very excited about that i'm excited for you thank you i'm a little jealous yeah be jealous. I am. Okay. You already know that because I don't know why you always do things to, without you. Yes. Have to be with Marie, <laughs> but it's okay. I've got other friends besides you. I know you do. And you throw that in my face constantly. Kind of like when you're hey, like, oh my God, me and my best friend, my best friend said, oh, I'm doing something with my best friend today. And I'm like, wow, I'm just not shit. Oh girl. That's fine. I'm used to being treated like this by men. Oh, it's nothing new. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like everybody else, Caleb. You're just like every other man in my life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there's that. I'm going to have to unpack that later. But yeah. <laughs> hope you take that with you on your vacation to Europe. I will constantly be thinking about you and how sad sure. you're not with me. <laughs> I bet you will. I will be. I'm really excited for you um, to go to your 12-step yoga program. Me and too. bring... All of that knowledge and goodness home Mm. with you to our studio here. And I know that sobriety has been really impactful for you. I know that for people who really are dedicated to that and work that program, that it's life changing. So Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you. I'm so happy that you got that funded. You deserve every single good thing in life. (laughs) Even if you don't think you do. Even if you are always with Marie. (laughs) (laughs) i still love you well she loves you too i know i love her too yeah i told you the other day like thank god marie's nice and i like her Mm -hmm. otherwise i'd be really pissed there would be a wall in our friendship that we couldn't we might not even be friends right that's true yeah so you think about that before you go making any new besties okay heard I just want you to be prepared. Okay. Yeah, I'm prepared. Okay. All right. So, yeah, everyone wish Caleb a fond farewell. Forever. Well, <laughs> not forever. I'm not coming back to the United States. I've That's decided. what you keep saying. And I would find you. <laughs> then I would you not like me Marie. down, and I would love that. Would, would you? I would, like, finally have somebody chasing me, you know? <laughs> 
We could move the whole podcast to Europe. <laughs> yes! I would love that, Logan. Let's go. Oh my god, let's do it. <laughs> I think that'd be great. I want I'm so into it. Me too. Anyway. Anyway. We have something really exciting today. Yeah, we do. We've got a guest. We love a good guest. We love a good guest. And this is a very special guest because it's another local celeb. Celeb. Celeb who is right here at our table. Wow. Basking. Basking. We are basking in his celebratory. (laughs) um, In his celebrity. Yeah. Thank you. You you always help me find my words. I got your vocab, babe. Um, He is... A huge contributor to our community. He has really, since he's moved to Cedar Rapids, engaged in ways that I think are spectacular and really impactful. Mm. Um, he's engaged with the community. He is a leader. I'm waiting for you to like. Oh, we're gonna, were you gonna wait for me to jump here. in? I was like, yeah. "Oh, you're doing a great job." We've, and then we've you been really good at this like, back and happening? forth thing, but here, <laughs> here I am alone. I mean, he's also fabulous. He's an out and proud gay man who mm-hmm. lives in Cedar Rapids and is doing some great things for the city. Yeah. And so, um, it is our honor to welcome David Meyer. Woo! Come on down, David. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, David. Pew, pew, pew. Welcome. Welcome, David. Well, thank you for that introduction. That was really special. We're really happy to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. I kind of like the vibe that's going on here. Oh, good. Well, we're really happy to have you. Um, Why don't you introduce yourselves to our audience for those who live under a rock and might not know (laughs) who you are? Well, I can do that. So my name is David Meyer, and uh, I am relatively new to Cedar Rapids. I think uh, I meet a lot of people here that are very proud to say that they were born and raised here. Um, Weirdos. I know. <laughs> Psychos. I know. That's me. <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Chicago, and that's where I was living with my husband before we moved to Cedar Rapids uh, about five years ago. Uh, so my husband, Matt, is uh, originally from the north side, northeast side, I should say. And uh, when we were living in Chicago, we wanted to get a house out of the city. We lived in Wicker Park, which you all probably know is near downtown. And it just gets a little chaotic. You know, it's very busy. It's very noisy. There's not a lot of green space. So anyway, we wanted to find a place uh, to get away. Uh, long story short, that place turned out to be Cedar Rapids, and we loved it so much that we quit our jobs and uh, moved out here. Wow. And I cannot imagine ever doing that. I have a question. Was that like a really fun homecoming for Matt, or was that like stressful for him? It, you know, it was really wonderful for him because mm. he has an amazing family. He has um, His dad passed away when Matt was in college. And uh, he was never very close with his father, um, but he's extremely close with his mother, uh, Wilma, who is awesome. Awesome. We love a good mother-in-law. Yes, we love a good mother-in-law. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. And he, there are, he's got four siblings, and they're all just smart and creative and empathetic, and their spouses are fantastic, and the kids are great. Uh, most of them live here in town. So big Irish Catholic family. We all have fun. So he had like a tribe to come back to, exactly. like a community yes, of people yeah. that he loves and love him. Yeah. You know, like like a lot of us, too, um, he wasn't really close with a lot of his high school uh, friends. So mm-hmm. coming back and seeing those people, you're mm. like, well, are we supposed to be friends now because we haven't seen each other in right. a long time and we probably don't have that much in common. So we, we did kind of have a couple of forced friendship outings um, and we just decided, you know, that there's a reason why we haven't kept in contact all yeah. these years. So, sure. But we have met just amazingly wonderful people here. Um, you know, we lived in Chicago for a decade and we barely knew our neighbors down the street, you know, here, um, primarily through our work um, and through volunteer um, activities uh, that we've been involved in. We've met so many great people and we have this amazing network and bubble of um, people that uh, I think most people 
outside of Iowa wouldn't think you would be able to find that in Cedar Rapids, but mm-hmm. we fortunately have, and we absolutely love it here. Well, we're happy to have you in our city. Thank you. Yeah. And you're entering a new venture in this chapter of your life, um, running for city council. That's right. Yeah. This is my first time ever running for some type of elected office, not even like a high school class president or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. You know? No. So this this is the first time. And um, it's been really fun. So um, I have always been kind of like tangentially involved with politics, mostly as get out the vote campaign before elections and donating money. Um, I I know uh, folks here know Tamara Marcus, uh, probably a number of your listeners knew too. Uh, so I worked on her campaign as her campaign treasurer two years ago and um, <clears throat> an amazing person. And uh, I'm super excited to watch the things that she gets into as she as she continues to evolve in her career. Um, she didn't win that election. And as the, the next election was coming up, we both got together and schemed and said, okay, who are we going to get to run for this election? Because we want to get some new ideas and creativity and uh, so, some fresh ideas in city council. Well, um, she ended up recruiting me, so because <laughs> we really couldn't find anybody else who was interested. But but it but it's been a great experience. I it's been really busy, uh, as you might expect, um, especially um, going to various activities throughout the city just to get my myself known. But also door knocking. I don't know if you've mm. ever mm. knocked on doors of people nope. you don't know. Um, so that's. Been that's been very interesting, um, and I've been spending most of my time on the west side, and um, so uh, I've met a lot of really great people, and people have been receptive, and they're excited for new ideas and excited what I'm going to bring forward. Um, <clears throat> Caleb, as you mentioned, uh, I'm an out gay man, and I would be the first uh, gay elected official to Cedar Rapids, at least the first out gay person elected to Cedar Rapids. Um, and, and you know, and, and, and what's, what's really great about that is that's such a small part of who I am as a person and what my campaign is about. And I think that that just shows how far I've come as a person and my own identity and values and what Cedar Rapids also thinks about um, what where their priorities are. You know, I, I don't know if that was Pete Buttigieg running for president. I don't know if um, just the progress people have made with um, just being tolerant of people who are different. But it's been it's been really fun that that's not been a focus at all of what I share. Um, and what people ask about. And look, there's going to be people, the way I look at it, there will be people that won't vote for me because I'm gay, and there will be people that will vote for me just because of that. And I'm just hoping that there's more people that vote for me because of that than than not. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll have to wait and see. What made you want to run for um, city council? I was disappointed that there were no non-incumbents uh, running. Um, most people get into the race uh, early in the year for a November election, and it was uh, July 1st, and I was sitting at home with my husband, and we were having tea on a, on a Saturday morning. We have a you know pretty relaxed, chill life, and the conversation came up about me running for office, <clears throat> and um, I was reluctant because, like I you know, we're laying on in our pajamas, we have our dog and our cat and we have nothing, you know, it was just so relaxing. And I just decided that, um, I wanted to run and a a major part of my platform is, uh, I want to be a coach and mentor to young people in the community, ideally progressives, but you know, anybody who has a passion for the city and, and help them realize the importance of being engaged in your community through public service, through running for office, through volunteering, um, but really help people um, consider running for office. And, you know, it's somewhat obvious, but now that I've been engaged, it's really an activity for a 
for of privilege, right? Mm-hmm. You you have to have flexibility, right? So if you have a job where you don't have the flexibility to leave, or maybe you have to have two jobs in order to pay your your basic necessities. Um, you you know that lack of flexibility you can't be can't can't work out. You have to have a network, and you have to know a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, which again is difficult for for it's a, it's a privileged uh, opportunity. And then the third one is you know you got to have money. Um, you got to have money in your pocket, or you got to have people who want to give you money from their pockets. And you can have all those and still be a lousy candidate and not, and not win. But without those, <clears throat> you can't be successful. So, or you can't even get into, can't, can't, can't even be seriously considered. So if I were to win, I would, I would, you know, seek out p- young people who I could pass the torch to, whether it's four years or eight years, but, and, and really help them, you know, and it's been interesting I, I feel that the existing council and the mayor, um, several of whom I'm friends with, have ostracized me since mm. I've run for office. No one on council, including my friends, have said, wow, that's great that you're running for office. You've done so much for this community. Mm. And you know, you come from out of state and you bring fresh ideas and your empathy and intelligence zero. And in fact, it was, you know, I am friends with one council person. And um, when I told them I was running, the first thing they said was, well, you know, I'm supporting your opponents. Mm. Um, Why do you think such a lack of support there? People are very comfortable with the status quo. Mm. And um, change scares people. Mm -hmm. And you know it was a great uh, a great example of that is I met with um, a representative of basically the, the local ACL ACLU no um, AFL CIO too many acronyms out there so the union representative and long story short is like look we in, we endorse people because they were good and they're incumbents he said you know you're great too but that's just the way it goes mm-hmm. right and and the same thing happened with uh Tamara Marcus when when she ran 2 years ago she got the same spill like look you're great but we've already got somebody that we think we have a better relationship with <clears throat> so and it's the same thing where um i'm kind of this unknown and and uh I, my friend Sue Malar and, and i hope she's listening to this uh podcast too we were talking about campaign strategy and and i think of this a lot she said you're fucking brilliant," <laughs> she said. the The approach that you're taking, nobody saw you coming. Nobody expected you to get in the race, mm-hmm. and the way you are marketing yourself and the issues that you're talking about are really resonating. And the status quo, the status quo is is intimidated, mm-hmm. um, and it's been kind of fun. And I've I've kind of thrived on. Um, the energy that I'm creating from people and the excitement for having somebody new and having somebody not from Cedar Rapids and, mm. you know, all, all it, it, the, the, you know, I, I've done a lot for the city and people recognize a lot of that. And I think they're really excited as far as what, what potential that may, that may bring. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so what I'm hearing from you is that this, what's, what your passion is, what's important to you about running <clears throat> is kind of, Maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like shaking up the establishment, right? And then you're also drawing attention to the fact that there does require a lot of privilege to play this game, right? Or to play the politics game or to get in the door. And you're kind of yourself facing this blockage, this blocked door, because you're trying to shake up the establishment. And I guess what I'm hearing from you, and maybe you can confirm or deny, is um, kind of helping other people who are underprivileged to also enter through that door that you're trying to break through. That, that's a great analogy. And I like, <clears throat> I like how you called it a game because yeah. one thing I'm really proud of in my campaign is I am my authentic self and I will always, I will always be that, you know, I've, I've gone through enough of my life and I've become wise enough to realize who my authentic self is. But what I'm also learning is I have to be a little more, I have to be flexible and, 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 
and, and where that comes in is when I talk to people, people that I love and respect and, and respect me when I tell them about, you know, wanting to be a coach and a mentor, they'll say, mm, no, that's not going to resonate <laughs> with people. You got to talk about potholes. You got to talk about streets. You got to talk about how you love the police. And I was like, God damn it, you know? I don't want, you know? Oh, but boy. I, I mean, I do. I, I, I don't like potholes. I, oh I want to have a great police department. You know, I like teachers. So if you look at my campaign, like, you know, you have this little tiny brochure that's supposed to cram in everything that you're about. The oh, first thing sure. I talk about is potholes. And I was like, oh, God. But anyway, so I'm still my authentic self, but it's hard to really bring that to the table. Sure. Um, one thing I'm very cognizant about is is being a gay candidate and reaching out to the to the queer community. And I, I have told many queer people who I've met um, as a result of my campaign, they are the toughest um, people I've I've had to work with. Mm. Right. Because they'll say, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm gay. And I say, oh, my God, I'm gay, too. I'm married. Huh? And they're like that's nice. What are you going to do for the community? You know, yep. are you just going to be one of these people that show up on pride and wear all kinds of pretty rainbow colors? Or are you going to be, are, what are you going to do for the queer community? Mm. Because we're treated like shit in our state and we're, and we're tired of it. And it really helped me um, bring to the forefront an, uh, uh, a topic that is, is, important to me, but maybe hadn't been urgent, and that's banning conversion therapy. So I think most of your listeners will know that. Um, right now, it's legal uh, in Cedar Rapids to um, have a parent or a guardian force their kid to go into therapy that's going to try to like break the gay or make them not gay. And and the tactics are extremely har uh, harmful and traumatic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Abusive. Yes. Yeah. Abusive. That's a great word. Mm -hmm. And they don't work. No. You know, I mean, if you listen to or if you read, you know, uh, 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 I don't know the right names, but like medical journals or the AMA, they all say it's it's harmful. It doesn't work anyway. And, and with all the bullshit that um, our state legislators are giving to the queer community, especially our trans community, mm -hmm. it's a way for the city to say, okay, we can't control what happens in the state house, but we can control what happens here in the city. Yeah. And we're gonna send a message to our queer youth and our allies that and we're progressives. Here to protect you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a statement that there, 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 there. You are loved. You are welcome here. And and and, a, and an example of that of how people not feeling loved is I got a um, a call. Uh, actually, it was a it was an email a couple of weeks ago, and it was from a CEO of a, a large large organization here in town. And they said, "Hey, we have a really critical position in the organization, and we found the best candidate." But the candidate is gay and is afraid to move to Cedar Rapids. Mm. Can't say I blame them. Yeah, right. yeah, you know. And the CEO said, "Will you talk to this person um, and share with them what it's like being um, being gay in Cedar Rapids as a, or a gay professional?" And I said, "You know, I mean, first off." I'm so disappointed that we have to have this conversation. Totally. Like that, that this is even something that has to be considered. You know, yes, I, I, I absolutely will have that conversation. I am a proud Cedar Rapidian, and um, I, I love my community and the people here. But I will also talk about the bullshit that we have to deal. All of us have to deal with. Well, yeah, you have to at the state level. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an example of you know Cedar Rapidians talk about. Um, the need, especially in the business community, about the need to bring you know talent here and mm -hmm. and you know lacking of skilled workforce. I know a lot of my friends wh whose kids can't wait to get out of here. Right? Mm -hmm. These are college educated, smart, creative, the exact type of talent that we need in our community, mm -hmm. sure. and they're out. There, there's a friend of mine whose whose son is in Harvard Medical School, and he would not consider coming back to Iowa because he's not comfortable with how the state tr is trying to regulate women's health care. Mm 
And right. he's he's afraid of what penalties he may be subject to sure. or crimes mm-hmm. that he may be breaking if he's treating a, a, a woman and and her and her healthcare needs. So anyway, um, you know, it's it's important for me to do what I can to make a difference. And at this stage in my life, that that movement is to um, city council. And you know, I've I've worked really hard to get out there and to meet people and um, to make a name for myself. Um, Election turnout is embarrassingly low, especially in non-presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and oh my God, we we don't have time to talk about this, but the school board, you know, there are some, there was a, I went to the school board forum uh, at the library and I knew there was this one candidate. He was, he was uh, endorsed by Moms for Liberty. Oh God, mm. ew. And the discussion <laughs> was about banning books mm. and when it got to him, I I kid you not, his analogy was banning books is like somebody giving you a home-baked brownie with poop in it. And like oh. you you could just collectively so just throw out the whole brownie, essentially is what he was saying. I, you know, I, I I couldn't figure it out. I guess what he was trying to say is it, it looks good, but there's something bad in it, maybe. Sure, but it's a very why? Strange analogy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. You know? <clears throat> so, so yeah, and, and this this person's going to be on the ballot with me, um, and so it's super important, especially at the local level, um, to get engaged, know your candidates, yeah, um, get your friends together to vote. I, mm-hmm. I I was a poll. I think they're called poll officer. Or, anyway, I worked at the uh, polling station during election, and I loved, and, and it was really cool because I also worked at my own precinct. So I knew a lot of people coming in and I loved seeing the families coming in with their little kids Mm -hmm. and, and, and emphasizing like, this is important. It's a civic duty. We're going to get together and this is a family thing. And we're going to teach you from, you know, and as soon as you can start to walk that this is what you do on election day. Sure. So I agree that I think, um, well, you just have to read the statistics to understand that, voter turnout is low, especially for local elections. But um, I think that a lot of people don't understand how local elections are so important. Can you explain to us, like, what is the primary role of city council? It's, for Cedar Rapids, it's oversight of the employees of the city. So, <clears throat> we we have um, a city manager and full-time employees that do all of the execution of of city responsibilities. So they are responsible for <clears throat> you know addressing affordable housing and um, permitting the re- in the potholes. Yeah, exactly. It's all their fault. <laughs> Don't call me, call the city. Um, the, the council is more of an oversight. So we're the, the council is more policy and governance. For, for those of you who have either been involved with a nonprofit or served on a nonprofit board, um, that analogy resonates with me because the city is essentially the nonprofit and the uh, city council is essentially the, the, board. the board. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> um, you know, so it's, you know, I know a lot of people will, and I've heard this already, you know, when I'm um, out meeting with people and, you know, people have complaints about, you know, traffic or garbage pickup. And I know I'll get a lot of that, but that's really, there There are city resources to, to, to manage that. Um, why it's important to vote is um, for city council, it's really the policies of, of the city. So when... If we think about the citizen review board that was created a couple years ago um, to ha- to engage people with um, uh, the police organization and, ha- and have you know be more part of the process and hold police accountable, um, 
<clears throat> there could be so for example the um, a, a discussion about banning conversion therapy that would come through the city council decisions about zoning ordinances and changes uh, city council um, school board super important too you know the school board deals with issues about if you think about just the past couple of years how do we handle COVID-19 and should our students wear masks or not do we have SROs in our school? Um, and if so, how many and what are their roles? Um, you know, when there are these, in my opinion, some really unclear uh, laws that are getting passed by the state that are vague, the, the school board needs to figure out how to, how to interpret those. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, and this election is also the school bond, which is also very important. And what that is, is a, they're trying to raise money to improve our schools that desperately need it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But, um, you know, be, being informed, being engaged is extremely important. And if you don't have the time to do it, find a friend or someone you trust that's really into the stuff and ask them for support on who are you voting for and why? You know, I do that a lot with judges. If there's no judges on the ballot, but, you know, sometimes there's just like pages and pages. I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. So, Find someone who does their research if you don't have your time to do it yourself. But not knowing the candidates is not a reason to stay home and not vote. You owe right. it to yourself. You owe it to your community to, 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 to learn that and become knowledgeable and to be engaged. Excellent. Well, I want to hear more from David, but let's take a little break first. And when we come back, we'll be back with David. Right. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't know where I was going with that little that. segue. <laughs> We're back with David Meyer. Hey, everybody. City Council candidate 2023. Yeah. Right. Um, while we were discussing politics and community engagement, Logan actually had a great question for David that I think we would all benefit hearing an answer from David about. Yeah, I just, um, on a personal level, was curious because I kind of mentioned Sarah, Caleb, myself, we're all very passionate about the community, we're passionate about being involved, but... I also feel like getting into politics, even on the local level, can be cost prohibitive um, sure, and really expensive. You mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you haven't done this type of thing before. Yeah. What has your experience been on that front? Yeah, that, that that's uh, an excellent question and um, absolutely an obstacle for many people, especially people that are just starting in their first campaign. Um, for me, I, you, you know, coming from a place of privilege, uh, I have a network of people who are, you know, have the capacity to give, are older, um, maybe not interested in running themselves, but share my values and are excited about my passion, and so they've they've been, um, uh, you know, very willing to help out. Um, I've also self-funded a lot of it myself. So again, a, a, a place of privilege, um, <clears throat> because most people won't or can't or both uh, fund their own campaign. Um, I think there's a really good example uh, with Tamara Marcus <clears throat> and how, how we fundraise for her. And so fortunately, there's just a lot of data that's available for people out there <clears throat> that you can slice and dice and get some really good information. And so what we did was we were able to get data of progressives across Iowa who had were involved in Bernie Sanders had donated to Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren and there might have been one or two other candidates um, and we wrote a letter to them and it was very targeted towards non-seater you know her district was small um, it was definitely not targeted to 
people in her district. It was, hey, progressives out there in Iowa, here is a smart, young, educated, creative woman of color who wants to run for office. And if you want to see this happen, you got to pony up. And we had amazing response. Kind of like a put your money where your mouth is type situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we were, we were again, we had data. So we were, we were reaching out to people who we know were progressive and know had given in the past. And we had a candidate who had a, a story that resonated with people. Um, and, and, and she did very well with, with that campaign and the networks and had some really nice, um, responses back from people. So some people understandably weren't in the capacity anymore to give, give big dollars, um, but they would write a nice letter or maybe a $5 donation. But, but even that, you know, just the cost to, you know, get the data is expensive to, to, um, uh, print out the letters and mail the letters is expensive. Um, finding people that have the right skill sets that can write the letter for you or pay pay someone to do it. So, and it was a very long time consuming process. <clears throat> so it, it, that was helpful. There are other resources that um, also can help with that. A uh, couple are, um, th- these are progressive uh um, groups. So one is Emily's List. And I don't know if you've if you've heard of Emily's List before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Emily was like this woman who was really cool and tried to get people elected. But it's an acronym, and the acronym stands for Early Money Is Like Yeast. And it's so true. You, if you if you have a little bit of money to start, then it's easier to grow money. If you have a little bit of momentum, etc. And Emily's List focuses. Um, uh, either strictly or primarily on women candidates who are progressive and pro-choice. There's also the Victory Fund. So the Victory Fund is an organization that um, supports gay candidates. Um, uh, And I remember like when there was, I think her name was, I can't, I'm thinking Christy McVie, but I'm getting Fleetwood Mac mixed up (laughs) with with, uh, mayoral candidates. I would vote for Christy McVie. Me too. Brilliant. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Maybe maybe we can like start something here to get her to run. There you go. Um, From the grave. Right. (laughs) Womp. Um, she, uh, there was a woman in New York who was running for mayor who was, uh, a, a lesbian and, um, the victory fund endorsed her. My, my gay friends in New York said, yeah, mm, there's better candidates. We're not going to, but anyway, there are groups out there that will support you. And Liz Bennett, um, who is a friend of mine and I've worked on her campaign. That was one resource she tried to connect me with, but, you know, I didn't get into this race until July. Mm-hmm. So July, August, September, you know, um, so it's like three, four months. And the first month was like, oh shit, I need to have a website mm-hmm. and what's my platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh my God, I got to come up with a design for a campaign. And, and the, I don't know, you probably, if you live on the Southeast side, I'm, chances are you saw my uh, campaign posters. Hopefully uh, you'll see more on the West side too. Um, but it's funny when I, when I did my campaign <clears throat> sign, I'm like, I kind of want something that appeals to Trumpers mm-hmm. in the sense that I have to kind of appeal to the whole city. And so mm-hmm. I, I picked red, white, and blue and there's like some stars and, and red, red stripes, but I, it's, I tried to go with more like a mid-century modern look and muted colors and I was really happy how it turned out <clears throat> and I I showed it to Tamara Marcus and she looked at it and said mm, I don't like it and I thought perfect you know it's gonna hit my target market and I <laughs> people that don't know me are gonna say Tim doesn't like it it's perfect <laughs> mm-hmm. David Meyer is a patriot yeah, you know lol I love it <laughs> so anyway yeah so um <clears throat> And, and and of course, so there you go again. So I had to pay someone to do my graphic design and and pay to have those printed. You know, it's just it's just a lot of money. And this is small town city council, right? You know, yeah, I totally. mean, th- this isn't even state legislator or governor. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember with Tam too. She spent so much time making phone calls, basically begging for money for mm-hmm. people. <clears throat> um, 
And 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 she wasn't even doing a city ride wide, wide race. She was just a district. So, <clears throat> yeah, money. And, and and to be honest, I I don't even know. So like for me, the only you know extravagant expense I had is the billboards. And uh, sure. but they were fun. I'm like, you know, I it was funny. I was talking to this one woman <clears throat> and when I was campaigning, and she said. I've never met someone who's been on a billboard. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. That is cute. It that's was. Very it was great. Rapid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but you know, that was probably um, a little bit. But everything else is the bare basics. You know, it's mm. boosting posts on mm-hmm. Facebook. It's yeah. um, getting data. It's paying for people to, you know. Do my design. And so I, I don't know how you get away with those expenses, especially if you're not an incumbent. Um, you know, if you're an incumbent, you don't necessarily have to work as hard because people know you. But to get started, mm-hmm. and this goes back to me being um, wanting to be a coach and a mentor, um, nobody from elected office, not only did they not help me, they weren't kind. Yeah. They weren't encouraging mm-hmm. I felt here here's an example of something so I I serve on the um, public arts commission and so the the city and this is really great to, to get to know too there are you know people want to get involved and there's many ways to get involved that there's there are commissions within the city that are community members that are engaged in the decisions within the scope of those commissions. So for example, there's one for affordable housing, there's one for public art, there's one for ethics, uh, there's one for development. <clears throat> it's a great way to get involved. <clears throat> and after um, after uh, the election, um, you know, I was, I uh, uh, worked with, I've, I was at a lot of events with Tiffany O'Donnell when she was campaigning and after the election, she reached out and said, hey, you'd be great on the Public Arts Commission. Why don't you apply or submit an application? So I did, and I joined, and I really like it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, there is a uh, – uh, October is Public Art Month, apparently, and there's going to be a proclamation at City Hall. And I'm the vice chair of the Public Arts Commission, and – Someone said, "Oh, the, the 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 chair and the vice chair goes and is is at this event, and you receive this proclamation from city council at a city council meeting." And I was like, All right, "Okay, fine." <clears throat> um, and then about a week later, I got a call back and said, "You can't come because you're a candidate, and that's a conflict of interest." Hmm. Um, and I said, and they're like, "Oh, are you okay with that?" And I said, well, I don't agree with the decision, but um, (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. And it became this big ordeal about should I or should I not be allowed to go to this presentation when maybe 20 people will be there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I'm on stage and the news is going to be there. Unnecessarily gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I won't, and there was a lot behind it. And at the end of the day, I was allowed in there with certain restrictions about what I could wear. (laughs) Um, But it's just, it just goes to show how many obstacles there are for a non-incumbent mm-hmm. to get into politics. Yeah. And it's like, it's the game. It, you it know? totally is a game. Yeah. I love that analogy that you it used. Is, it's, and it seems a little silly, and I think that's why I feel like there's a lot of people who distrust politics and politicians, because mm-hmm. you, you have to have a certain level of uh, privilege and of money yes. and of people yes. who want to give you money, Yeah, right? And all of those are like very special interest things. And so for you, you have, you know, I guess you're in a place where you can come to, you know, to politics with your own funds, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can approach this, this task uh, and be well-funded and not by trying to, you know, appease other people or whatever. This is like David Meyer. I'm going to do this. Yeah. it is so interesting to me, whether you win or not, to have that perspective, having gone through what you've gone through, mm-hmm. and to be able then to kind of share that information with, with other others. people. Yeah. Like say, this is hard. Yeah, I get it. And I support you trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you are in that position of having made it or not. Yeah. 
And I think that's an important thing too to realize. I yeah, I I, I absolutely agree with that. And if 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 my if the, I am absolutely not only am I willing, but I really want to share my experience with others yeah. because it it was there were unnecessary burdens and we as a community <clears throat> we should be encouraging others to get into mm-hmm. um uh into public service you know the, the the best bosses that i've ever had were people that would be thrilled if i was promoted and i was their boss if they, mm. if they cuz they were such good leaders if they could coach and mentor me that i could move ahead of them, they would be thrilled, you know, and that's, that's not the mentality of city hall, you know, and I, I, I've, you know, not huge dollars, but I've donated to candidates. Um, and not once have I ever thought I'm giving you this money because you owe me now. Right. right? Quid pro quo or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. It's, it's, I believe in your values and I, and I want you to win. And I don't think that's you know if so, who um, who donates to every campaign is public information, right? And you and you can look to see who's donating to which campaigns, and I I just find it I just find it interesting. And so <clears throat> if you look at who's giving to incumbents, you know it's real estate developers, mm-hmm. it's business people. Um, you know, I I've had several people that I've asked to support me, <clears throat> um, uh, whether it's not necessarily money, but you know, whether it's a statement or a testimonial, or whether it's um, being vocal about it. And almost every business person said no because they're mm-hmm. concerned about retributions from the city. And um, of course, I'm engaged with a lot of nonprofits and nonprofits. There's a very, you know, uh, f- uh, solid line that you can't endorse candidates. So <clears throat> depending on, you know, if you're a young activist and oftentimes activists are engaged with nonprofits, yeah. you know, those nonprofit networks aren't going to be able to fund or support you or, or mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of... Um, uh, uh, you know, obstacles to overcome sure. and very few, if any, um, role models to help sure. you help you get there. <clears throat> and I'm hoping to change that. Well, I think that's a really amazing lo- lofty goal, you yeah. know, but I yeah. think it can be done. And I think it starts by, you know, starting small and starting here and starting in Cedar Rapids, starting yeah. with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't change anybody else. You got to start with yourself. And I Absolutely. love that kind of um, approach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I have one more question. We are running out of time for the day. Um, but as someone who considers themselves an activist and I'm a black woman and I'm a single mom and I have young children, when I look at someone like you or even someone like Caleb and Logan, seemingly, um, I don't have much in common with you three. Mm. Um, obviously once you start talking to people and getting to know them, you do have more in common, but what can you say to the citizen that looks like me, who might mm-hmm. be in my similar income range, um, who might have young children at home who are in school, who are activists and want to be engaged with their community, but see yet another um, person running for elected office that is a privileged white male. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I would uh, recommend starting out even at a lower than elected office, and it would be um, like some of the city commissions that I talked to before, talked about before, or um, volunteering or attending uh, community forums or events or organizations where you can start to build a network. I think it would be, I think it's um, even more difficult for um, people that look different, you know, and I was very white, you know? Mm -hmm. So the fact, you know, I am gay, but I'm also a white male and kind of conservative looking. So I, I I can, I can 
quote unquote fake it or fade in, but you know, uh, a woman of color who has natural hair, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then oh, single mother, you know, she's not going to have time to to devote to counsel. Um, it's it's a real burden, and it's not even. It just starts when if you're elected, and I, and I don't know all the details, but. There was a uh, a woman of color in Des Moines who was an activist, and she was elected to city council. Um, and I I would say that she had a nervous breakdown, and she she eventually stepped away from her seat because it's not that if you are an outsider that when you win you're like yay you know now we love you mm-hmm. it was you know. She's an outsider. She she didn't play the game like I did. I went to you know prestigious schools and worked right, for companies right. and mm-hmm. you know I did all this. She's just out there carrying signs that says Black Lives Matter, and now all of a sudden she's elected. So it of of course she had you know struggles with identity and belonging and engaging, and there was no there was no. Um, Support structure, and you know that kind of ties back to um, <clears throat> when I uh, was in right out of college. I worked for a big accounting firm called KPMG, and it's at the time it was the largest accounting firm in the world. So you know it was prestigious, and um, but I knew I was gay, and there were no gay people there, you know, and I had no mentors, and I felt extremely ostracized, and so I quit. Uh, sh- sooner than I should have. I mean, I was there a couple of years, but I left the firm solely because I didn't have a mentor. Part of that was I felt different, and part of that was people knew I was different, and so they weren't supporting. And so, going back to your question, <clears throat> you know, developing that network, and so you can have a mentor that can help you. And I think of, and 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 uh, Tamara Marcus is a great example. I mean, I know she's still growing herself and in her network, but. You know, I, I I remember being in a bar and there were some, um, you know, young hipsters and and she would say to them, you know, there were you know uh, people I felt really uncool around, and she would say, hey, have you ever thought about running for office? And I remember that there was one trans woman in particular, and she said, me. And Tam's like, yeah, you're smart, you're creative, you know what? And so like putting in in someone's idea that you are valued, your mm. ideas matter, mm-hmm. regardless if you're not a white male or, you know, you don't have the pedigree, it, you know, you should be given an opportunity to, to be, to be um, part of the process. And um, it's really tough if you don't have a mentor and a coach. And like I said, hopefully I, I can be that person um, especially if there's not somebody more like you that you would feel comfortable with. So, so maybe for you, you would be more comfortable with a woman of color, and especially if they were either were a single mother or had been a single mother. Um, but sometimes that's not the case, and you have to you have to you know find people that will you'll still feel comfortable with, and and can still. Tr- hopefully relate to your situation on a different level and, you know, and be ready to support you. You know, I mean, like for me, I mean, my, there haven't been many quote unquote attacks, you know, but there have been some digs and, you know, there's people out there that got my back. You know, it's like when my, my friend said, you you know, your, your campaign is brilliant because I, I'm savvy enough to know what my weaknesses are or where my vulnerabilities are. And, and And the vulnerabilities are so funny People told me there's two things. It's you're gay and you're from Chicago. And of course my friends are like, oh my God, that's why we're voting for you. Are you kidding me? You know, like, <laughs> my God, you you're not from here. You have different ideas. Right. You, you know, you're here because you want to be here, not because mm. your parents procreated in this mm-hmm. area. Um and so I've I've, you know, I'm ready for those types of um. Sure you know, critiques that are nothing about me as a candidate and my value structure, but it's, it's things that, um, people perceive as vulnerable. Well, yeah, they, they're, there are ways to make you feel othered, you know, or yes. to feel yeah. separate or different. And that's honestly what this whole, you know, podcast is really about and kind of approaching those subjects and being like, why would, why does that make somebody, you know, less of value yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but David, thank you so much yes. for joining Wait, us. Wait, I want to so play our game. Can I, oh, really yeah. quick? All right, let's play Really game. quick. Sorry, Caleb. Okay, we're going to do a word association game. We're going to go as fast as we possibly oh, no. can. <laughs> I want you to just respond with the first thing that comes to your mind. This Lightning will take rounds. 30 yeah. seconds. Okay. Don't think too hard. Okay, feminism. Woman. Monogamy. Boring. Dating. Uh, I miss it. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Um, f- firmly agree. Queer. Um, hipster name for gay. Marriage. Um, uh, heteronormative. Parenting. Glad I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Polyamory. Um, you know, I'm still learning, you know, I, this is what comes answer. to mind. Republicans. Uh, racists. Hmm. Nepotism. Um, um, ha- uh, pa- patriarchy. Democrats. Um, weak. Barbie. Oh, pretty. Psychedelics. Um, groovy. <laughs> Politics. Painful. Blue lives. Um, matter. Cannabis. Legal. Religion. I don't get it. Patriarchy. Um, being dismantled. Therapy. Uh, helpful. Plastic surgery. Not helpful. <laughs> okay. That's it. Oh, Good job. Oh, yeah. fun. I love it. All right. Well, it's a fun game. It was a fun it game. Is. Fun like episode. It. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us today, David. You bet. That was I had excellent. a wonderful time. Um, when is voting day? November 7th is election day. You can start early voting on October 18th. And I know there's a, you know, I know you all hang out at Lindale Mall. So <laughs> when you're out there getting your Auntie Anne's pretzel, um, you can stop by and vote early. So uh, I would recommend doing that. Vote early. Vote you early. You heard it here. Yes. Or just vote, period. Just vote. Just yes. vote. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.